We continue with our theme of generosity uh, and the different aspects of generosity. This week is generosity and ministry. Paul makes it very clear in the Second Corinthians reading that the ministry which Christians are given is the ministry of reconciliation. Christ was in the world reconciling us to God and we are given that ministry as ambassadors of Christ. Reconciliation is the act of bringing together that which has been separated. It's very simply the movement in thinking from you and me as separate people to us united together. Who is separated? Well, almost anybody can be separated. You know, we talk a lot in our country now about the divisions that we have. Um, divisions between races, divisions between genders, divisions in orientation, division, division in nationalities, division in political parties, in ages. There's division in couples, uh, in partnerships. There's division in businesses and workforces. There's division in families. There's all kinds of separations in our society. How do we get separated? Well, we get separated by fear, by shame, by guilt, by mistrust, by indifference, by ignorance by our politics, by all the isms in the world, by grudges, by anger. Paul says that the point of Jesus, the whole point of Jesus, is to reconcile God and humanity, to bring together God and humanity. You know, how often do we not trust God? How often do we let God down? Christ came to bring God and humanity together and to bring humanity together. The point of Christ is that God is not against us because of our sins, but God is for us against our sins. And Christ came that we can see the worth in other people and the value in other people. So Paul says, since we are reconciled to God, let us be God's ambassadors of reconciliation to the world. Let us represent God's urge for the world to the world. The story is told of the building the railroad, the transcontinental railroad in the 1860s. Um, you know, they had a huge number of people working on that. And sometimes the crews would be allowed to go into a neighboring town and blow off steam on a Saturday night and, and on a Sunday. And once the, uh, once the foreman let a crew go into the town to blow off steam, and they did quite a bit of destruction in the town, and the whole crew had been arrested. Monday came and the foreman 
went to the job site and nobody was on the job site. He went into town and found that they were all in jail and he needed them out of jail. And the judge said, well, each one has to stand trial and pay the penalty for the destruction they did. And the foreman said, what would it cost just to pay the fee for the penalty for all of them? I can get them all out of jail and get them back to the important work of building the railroad, of bringing the country together. The judge set a fee, the foreman paid it, the jail was emptied, they all got back to work. It was discovered that not only were the railroad workers released, but there were some people in town who had been caught up in the revelry and they too had the fine paid for them by the foreman of the railroad. It showed up that they weren't ready to work because they didn't know how to work on the railroad. And the foreman said, I got you out of jail. If you want a job, I've got one for you. I've set you free. I've liberated you. There's a job for you. These people, too, went to work because the foreman had liberated them. They were blessed to be a blessing also. When Luke tells us this story, Luke says that Jesus said 72 people out, sent 72 people as, as his missionaries to be in the harvest. 72 was a number of some significance then. 72 meant everyone. Jesus sent everyone as ambassadors of reconciliation. Re ambassador of reconciliation is a job given to every Christian. They were blessed to be a blessing. They were to take God's reconciliation and forgiveness to the world. Jesus said, you are to preach, which is to persuade people of God's truth, that God's love is for all. They were to cast out demons. They were to liberate souls from the prejudice that separated people. And they were to cure the sick. They were to sustain the needs of the broken and hurting to bring them together. Reconciliation is really hard work. If you've ever tried to reconcile two people who don't get along, you know how hard and time-consuming it is. If you've ever worked at forgiveness, if you've ever worked at trying to explain a messed up situation to someone who is really angry, you know how much time it takes and how much effort it takes. And we engage in this hard work. And we get a little bit of a clue of the sacrifice that Christ went through to bring people together. Now in this passage in Luke, Jesus lifts up four things that disciples need to know about reconciliation. 
And it's important to be reconciling as we go about the work of reconciliation. The first thing Christ wants us to know is that other people are also engaged in reconciliation. Not just King Avenue, not just United Methodists, but others. Master, we saw somebody casting out demons and they weren't one of us. And Jesus responds, don't stop them. There are Buddhists, there are Hindus, there are atheists, there are even Presbyterians engaged in reconciliation, bringing together that which had been separated. Thank God. Don't stop and don't think you're better. Celebrate their work. Number two, there will be opposition to reconciliation. We know there's opposition. The civil rights movement taught us that there's opposition to bringing races together. There's opposition to bringing nations together. There's opposition to including all people. Master, call down fire on those people. No. Forgive them. Three. Reconciliation is the most important thing we can do. Jesus doesn't accept yes, but as an answer. Master, I'll follow you in the ministry of reconciliation, but first, let me do this. Master, I'm all for this business of reconciliation, but first, Let me get this work done. Let me get the house painted. But first, and Jesus says, no, no. Your priority is the ministry of reconciliation. So if you have something against your brother or sister, reconcile. If you have something against your neighbor, reconcile. The other stuff can wait. Now, often when Jesus puts things this starkly, it sounds like an either-or. It's, for me, it would be either love Susan or love Jesus. Now, loving Susan, I, I can understand. She's there. I know her needs. I know her wants. Loving Jesus is a little vaguer. What does Jesus want? Jesus wants me to be about reconciliation. And I've got to believe that this ministry of bringing people together can only help my marriage. If I'm practiced in bringing people together, it means 
I'm practiced in forgiving Susan. I'm practiced in overcoming my petty angers. If I practice reconciliation, I practice it in my marriage, in my family, in, the, in my job, in my neighborhood. Putting Jesus' ministry first only helps all my relationships. Fourth, the fields are white with harvest. There are lots of needs for reconciliation, Jesus says. And he needs workers to do it. And we know how much division there is. King Avenue says it's about reconciliation. It's in our, our vision statement. We are a community of servants called by God's reconciling grace to open doors of sanctuary. Open doors is bringing people together. We're not a fortress. To create new avenues of ministry, to go out and connect. To equip Christians for discipleship. To equip Christians for reconciliation. How do we go about bringing people together? And to lead in reconciling ministries. In our comprehensive campaign, it's kind of easy to get our heads around tuck pointing. Repairing the mortar in the brick, repairing the stained glass windows, replacing the boiler, putting a roof on, on the addition. It's easy to, to visualize that. But if all we're doing is repairing our building, we run the risk of just creating a museum, a pretty room. As Shannon said in her prayer for the campaign, the building is a base for mission and ministry. The building is just a tool for reconciliation for all the groups that meet here to be healed of their hurts and brokenness. The campaign is about being a site for ministry of reconciliation and being creating new ministries. Obviously the live streaming is that. But also in there is money for new ministries. Partnerships with other churches bringing together. Partnership with schools. Partnerships with agencies, maybe, maybe going out to another site where the people are 
Paul says that reconciliation makes things new. And it does. When bridges are built, it makes us new. We are blessed not only by God, but by the person with whom we've reconciled. And new energy that we've devoted to keeping walls up is now devoted to working together. We call the campaign Coming Together for Transformation. Coming together to be made new. Many of you give online. Some of you send in checks. The check, the church um, received receives checks. One of the person who sends in a tithe is Annette Robinson. With her check, she always includes a list of people that she's praying for and she would like us to pray for. And things in our country that she prays for and would like us to pray for. And I asked Annette to, um, if she wouldn't mind, to send me a, a a couple of lines on why she gives to the church, why she sacrifices for the church, and why she prays for the church. And here is Annette's response. My story is not so different than a lot of folks who walk into King Avenue Church. I was looking to fill a hole in my soul. I needed God to change me, to let me know, show me that what the Bible says is true, and to show me his path for my life because mine was just not working. I came back Sunday after Sunday hoping, praying my life would change. I listened to the choir and the sermons. I witnessed the baptisms, the little ones in Sunday school, learned to love God, and one day I felt it, peace. I felt peace in my soul, in my heart. God answered my plea. The transformation had begun all along. I just didn't know what Christ's joy felt like. Now I do. I have learned life is not about me. It is about loving God with every ounce of my heart and soul and loving my neighbor as myself. I do not always get it right, but that is when the Holy Spirit reminds me. I am a child of the highest God. I pray God. What do I pray for? Housing for all. Medical needs met for all. Food for all. World peace. 
He said yes and more. To pray for those who do not know Jesus, for them to know the deep love he has for us, for them to learn to trust him with every breath that they breathe. He gave his life so that we might live abundantly. I'm an introvert, and I'm happy sitting in the back pew and soaking in all the glory which radiates. But Jesus is calling me out of my comfort zone. I will sacrifice me. I will show up in body, mind, and spirit in doing whatever God needs me to do. Daily, I pray. Here I am. Send me. Here I am. Use me. We are blessed to be a blessing. We are given the ministry of reconciliation to make all things and all relationships new. What is God trying to do through us? God is trying to bring people together. May it be so. Amen.